Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. We have a new guest and a repeat guest, and a repeat guest is... And I'm back. <laughs> Commander Brian Isset of the Desert Horizon Precinct, the Phoenix Police Department. Commander, thank you so much for being here. You and I have had done, well, we did a lot of topics, but the one of the ones that I think I, I enjoyed most was leadership. Yep. You did was, a lot with leadership. That was a great uh, That was a great time. We also had uh, Nick DePonzio and Chris Eric here, and we had a, we had a blast. It was the three of you guys were talking, and I was really just the guy who was watching the clock to let you know when we were running out of time. Because when you guys talk leadership, there was no place for me in that room, and it was so well received by people of all walks of life that we, we really should do another one of those very soon. Yeah, I'm here. I can't wait. To yeah. Multiple, multiple episodes. We're also joined by one of your friends, Absolutely. your community members, and one of your yeah. co planners, Miss Ann Ender, and you run a very cool program. Can I call you Anne? Of course. Thank you, Miss Ender. You can call me Where's the program that you run? Um, Operation Blue Ribbon. Uh, we started about uh, almost three years ago when uh, protests were going on, and um, I had reached out to then President Brett London from PLEA, and we just, the community, we just wanted to be able to show support. And we thought something as simple as a blue ribbon tied around a tree when someone was on patrol might see it and that there might be some morale boost from it. Now, you say a tree. I was at the Mountain View Precinct a couple months ago, and the next thing I know, we are outside next next to you with scissors and tape and zip ties, and you right. guys were putting a huge <laughs> sign on a, on a gate. Mm-hmm. So you really put these things where you want the officers to see. Correct. We actually have banners for every um, precinct. We haven't gotten them up at each one yet, but yes, um, we do. We um, want to make sure that each precinct... They don't miss the message as they're coming in. What, what, what's your why? What's the goal? What do you want officers when they see those? What, what, what's the hope? The hope is that they really understand that the community, and that's the majority of this 1.7 million population, wants police, supports police, and that if it boosts morale, that might change maybe their attitude towards going to a different department or whatever. So we just want to make sure that that the uh, department knows we're here. And then with that, we are really want to try to bring some communities together that maybe there's a false narrative running around and bring them together with, with the different precincts and, and have a dialogue. When you talk about our our employees we talk about sworn employees professional staff the entire department and when you talk about support it's it's the families that feel it too so although the officers and the professional staff see it their families do also but i'm looking at commander isset and i'm looking at you and i'm trying to figure out how are you guys both here on the same episode and then i realized <laughs> you guys recently did something together that was not the blue ribbon operation blue ribbon it was Something else. Can can you talk a little bit about that? And then I want to hear Commander's view on that. It actually was Operation Blue Ribbon. We partnered with the Diamondbacks. Um, Matt Kenny, who um, works has been working with me since the beginning, has a relationship with um, Diamondbacks. So we start talking about a, a community baseball game. Then Luis Gonzalez gets pulled into it and Hometown Heroes, and it just grows from there. And, and again, the whole purpose was that... 
PD has a great day morale boost and that the community would be there. And we also and try to do this in each one of our events is have some kind of recruiting effort. Before I talk to Commander Isset uh, about his baseball past, I just want to tell you that I heard two comments about the event you planned. There were those who went who said, I'm glad I went, and there were those who didn't who said, I wish I went. Did you get similar feedback from people? I think so, yes. Um, I think just the time of the year, and we had sort of had some fits and starts, and, and we had originally planned to do it in March. So I think it just got a little confusing. We had a great response from the Chiefs Advisory Board. We had 300 people actually RSVP. So, yes, I have heard that. And I heard that the folks who went were treated like gold. So thank you so much <laughs> for, for coordinating that. Commander, it was the first time you played I, baseball. I know. I'm going to stop you right there just for a minute because Annie is amazing. Um, I just have to say that oh, because uh, she is. Uh, when I came to 600 as the uh, Desert Horizon Precinct as the commander, um, Anne was one of the first uh, uh, community members I met, and she has uh, really been an amazing support uh, for not just uh, our precinct, but for the Phoenix Police Department. So, Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Love you. Love you, too. Yeah. It's, not, it's, not hard, it's not a hard job, really. <laughs> It's not. It may not be a hard job, but it's a job that really needed to get done. So, to Commander's point, you are appreciated and respected and loved by people of all ranks of our agency. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. It means a lot to me. Yeah. First time you played baseball was at this event. Tell us about first time I played baseball, like in twenty years. So I heard I heard you were a ringer. So what I heard from people is that they're like, "Yeah, he's a nice guy at work. He likes leadership, but he was just." whacking the ball like can you talk a little bit about your baseball pass because i don't think people before they went to the game knew they used to play <laughs> yeah so i mean a long time ago before you know four kids gray hair <laughs> achy knees <laughs> at least you still have um, your hair <laughs> uh yeah so i um uh growing up uh baseball and and football were were obviously a passion um they were sports that i excelled in so i ended up uh I ended up going, uh, getting drafted by the Houston Astros when I was in high school, and uh, then I went on to uh, play both uh, football and baseball at Holy Cross, which is in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, and I went there on a football scholarship, but obviously because of what happened to me in high school, they part of the deal was I'd be allowed to play baseball too. And then after uh, a couple of years, uh, I actually transferred back uh, uh, to Michigan where I grew up and I ended up going to uh, Central Michigan University uh, where I received a baseball scholarship and that's where I finished out my, uh, my sports career. <laughs> so. When you were on the mound the other day, when you were up at bat, when you were on the field, did it all come back to you? Was it like a Field of Dreams moment? Like, did you really miss the game? Well, yeah. So, I, I mean, anytime I get to be on the field, it's a great day. Um, you know, I, I also, uh, you know, when I'm not at work as a uh, police commander, I've been uh, uh, coaching baseball the past uh, two years at Horizon High School uh, for their varsity team as an assistant coach. And, you know, obviously prior to that with four kids, uh, all of all of my kids are involved in uh uh, baseball or softball, minus my uh, my one soccer player. <laughs> so, 
Mm-hmm. One of the things that I do appreciate about I, th- I consider you a friend. I don't know if you consider us friends. Of course, well, Jamie. Come on, thank let's you. go. Thank you. One of the things I appreciate about you is you're, you're not the Al Bundy guy. You're not sitting back here talking about when I did this in high school, <laughs> when I played on in college. You actually give back your time in coaching, and we always want people to know that behind the badge is, is actually a real person. You do a tremendous amount of give back. Uh, why? Well, number one, I, I just think it's important. Um, you know, I've been fortunate and blessed to have uh, to have gotten a lot of opportunities in life that uh, either through through sports or through this this uh, work on the Phoenix Police Department. So, its community is uh, super important, uh, not just to me, but to my family. You know, to my wife. We've been married for twenty years, and um, you know, she's as invested in our community as well. Um, but you know, I just think that uh, you know, with with my kids probably being the ages that they are, it's super important to invest in this generation because they truly are our future. So. 20 years with you, she must be a saint. One of the things <laughs> yeah, that I appreciate maybe. about you is even before you were going to talk baseball, you then circled back to Ann and you said, hey, I really want to elevate you. I want to lift you up. You naturally are wired to put others first. Mm-hmm. It's one of the servant leadership things I love about you. And then one of the reasons that uh, doing the, the first couple interviews was so impactful. Is that something that you have to uh, to guard against? Do people tend to get uh, like focused on your 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 rank and sometimes forget that there's a person there who actually cares about other people. Is that a hard thing to balance? I mean, I I don't feel like it is. Just I mean, normally when when people call me commander, I uh, try to gently and politely remind them that my name's Brian. <laughs> Just because I mean, that's that's the name I my mom gave me, not commander, not you know lieutenant or sergeant or whatever. I, I'm I'm just Brian, and uh, you know I. I you know, it's a privilege to be at the rank that that uh, I am right now, just because of the impact that uh, you know that I'm fortunate enough to have on uh, my precinct and within the department. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, that rank is just it's just metal on a, a collar. It's not. It's not necessarily who I am. Gives you the uh, influence to lead, though. Absolutely. So, you, so Desert Rise, and I, I worked there as well. It, that precinct is so uniquely ingrained with the community. Can you talk about like the partnerships with Miss Ender? Uh, those 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 partnerships, those collaborations. How important are they to the day to day? Unbelievably important. Um, you know, every every community uh, meeting, every community event, whether it's with Ann, uh, you know, our, our partnerships with uh, sun, you know East uh, Sunny Slope, uh, Block Watch, um, and there, I mean, there's just so many and so many involved community groups in in 600. What I say every time that we go there, it, this is a team effort. Uh, public safety is not just the responsibility of the police. Uh, we as a community uh, are the only way it works is if we work together. And, uh, you know, it's especially important to me because I live in Desert Horizon Precinct. So it's my community as well. And so, you know, anything that happens within the, the precinct, I take personally uh, because everything that we do in relationship with the community is obviously a reflection on, uh, on me as well. I want to take just a quick moment. You had the opportunity to humbly lead um, when one of your officers, Tyler Moldovan, who is embraced, loved, and known by the community, was was 
incredibly seriously injured. You maintain contact with this family. Uh, is there anything you could say to the community members for the support of what was an incredibly difficult time for your precinct and for your officers? I just like to to thank everybody. Um, it's been a journey. Mm-hmm. It's been a long journey uh, for the Moldovans. Um, you know, it's weird. It's weird how things happen. I mean, just just you know the the incident with with Tyler. Um, you know, I I don't know if as a uh, commander you're ever ready for for one of your officers to be uh, mortally shot, and then the. The journey that preceded with miracle after miracle after miracle, uh, you know, that doesn't happen without, uh, in, in my opinion, without the power of prayer and the support of the community, you know, like people like Annie here. I mean, we had, there was blue ribbon. You couldn't turn a corner without seeing a blue ribbon. And I just, I think that uh, there's no way that happens without the support of the community because I, I know that the, the Moldavans felt that support as well. Ms. Ender, I, I too echo Commander Sentiments. We couldn't be more appreciative. If somebody is hearing you and wants to partner with you, learn more about it or help the cause, how do they, how do they learn more about Operation Blue Ribbon? Well, they um, can go to our website that we're still tweaking a little bit, but it is live. It's, it's operationblueribbon.org. Um, we do have Facebook and we're on Twitter, uh, mostly social media. So um, that's the best way to get in touch with us. And if you know folks in your block watches or whatever, it's the other way. Ms. Ender, thank you so much for what you, you do with the community. Thank you for being here today. Commander Issa, thank you for you your leadership. Me. You missed me. I miss you tremendously. I wish I hope you come back more often. I, I wish you would. And by the way, congratulations on your weight loss. I'm actually jealous. I haven't seen you in a bit. Well, thank you. I do want to take the opportunity to thank Ed, our ever-patient producer, and of course, Bonneville for this time each and every week, 92.3, 98.7. Give us the time to come to you and talk about what's going on in the community because community matters. So we talk about matters of the community. If you want to learn more about the Silent Witness, please check out silentwitness.org. This program helped put almost 8,000 felony suspects in jail because of the community partnership that you supplied. SilentWitness.org, 480 Witness, and until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to SilentWitness.org. That's SilentWitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.